hear so many different ideas about good health. How do you separate the myths from the facts? Welcome to Healthy View Radio with your trio of co-hosts, Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighouse. Today, you'll learn what it takes to be healthy and happy within a stressful world from three experts walking their talk. Here is Lisa, Andrea, and Michelle. Hello and welcome to Healthy View Radio. I am Lisa Lucan and I am joined by my amazing co-hosts today, Andrew Beeman and Michelle Benninghouse. Today on the show, we're going to be talking weight, willpower, and why it is not your fault. Woohoo! <laughs> Before we jump in, though, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Giovanni Cosmetics. And you can check out Giovanni's Cosmetics Eco Chic Hair Care at Sprouts, Kroger, or Whole Foods. And if you go to GiovanniCosmetics.com, I'll spell that for you, G-I-O-V-A-N-N-I-C-O-S-M-E-T-I-C-S.com. Oh, my And you say slash HDR, like your radio, you will get a $2 coupon. The show is also brought to you by Vapor Organic Beauty. And I have to just point out, I'm loving their deodorant. It's super cool. It has this great dispenser that you roll it on, and it's all natural. I feel much better using it than that other chemical crap that I've been using for years. So you what? You've been using chemical crap for years? Well, you know, I stopped a while ago, but I had been, oh, you know, oh. like this good smelling kind of, <laughs> what was it, like pretty powder smell? <laughs> I don't smell anyway, so and I don't really sweat, so it really wasn't a big issue for me. But that being said, you can go to Vapor. I'm going to spell Vapor Beauty, V-A-P-O-U-R, like the British spelling. So VaporBeauty.com. And if you use the code HVR there, you will get a 20% discount. So awesome. So ladies, are you ready to talk about willpower? The willpower. Who's got some? You got some? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have so to will me I, to do it. Yeah, yeah. So I often tell my clients that I think willpower is for superheroes, and they look at me like I am crazy. And then I explain this whole concept of decision fatigue, which refers to the, the deteriorating quality of our decisions after a long day of decision making. So in other words, it's much easier to make decisions, especially good ones, early in the day. But as our brain gets tired, the day goes on, we don't want to decide anything anymore, especially whether or not to eat the cookie at that point. So there's all sorts of fascinating decisions. I, I'm sorry, uh, fascinating research on this decision fatigue. And I definitely urge you to check it out. And you'll know why you don't want to see a judge late in the day. <laughs> You're tired of making decisions too. So I think that willpower is just an illusion that's designed to make us feel like we have a lot more control than we actually do. Would you guys agree? Well, I think that we do have a a certain amount of willpower at our disposal. Um, But what's really interesting to me, you were talking about the time of day and how tired we get is what, you know, how much willpower we're able to manifest or harness at that hour of the day. That also it also has to do with our stress levels. So there's um, actually studies around cortisol, which is a hormone released when we are stressed. If chronic stress leads to this cortisol coursing through our our body all day, all night, and that kind of chronic stress can actually lower our ability to harness our own willpower. So you know, when somebody's stressed, they're more likely to be like, "Oh, just hand me the donut." 
<laughs> I've seen it, right? Yeah. Well, how about you, Andrea? Well, you know, I have a different um, understanding. Let's let's say that way. Different understanding of like the craving for the donut. You know, like I gotta have the cookie. I gotta have the. I think that the body is very wise. It's very wise, and it'll naturally gravitate toward what it needs, right? So you may think, well, why does it need a cookie? Why does it need a ding dong? Why does it need a piece of cake? Why is my body doing this? Why? What's going on? I don't have the willpower. I can't stop. I see the cake at the party. I can't stop, right? So internally, the sweet flavor, right? When somebody is craving, they can't stop can't stop eating the sweets. The sweet flavor increases energy, right? It's, it's connected to the stomach and the spleen and the pancreas, and it's a nourishing flavor and it builds energy and every single cell in your body uses glucose for energy. So if you're exhausted internally, but you keep going, right? You're going to want that cookie. Your body's going to say, that's what I need. It's, and you're going to be, you, I can't control myself. I can't control. You won't be able to pull yourself back away from it because your body says, I need this right now. So that's on the physical and the energetic level, right? Now, there are many other levels. And I can talk about this until we, the cows come home and it's, we're counting sheep. But there are so many levels to why we're craving a specific thing or can't stop. And, and we got to have that piece of cake. So remember that it's a deficiency that's happening in the body and the body wants to be nourished. So on the emotional level, right? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> on the emotional level, right? If someone is not feeling loved, if there is a deficiency, they feel, you know, like we all know the sayings, food is love and I eat when I'm uh, emotional, right? Because it's, it's filling or it's nourishing the space inside of us. Again, that sweet is a nourishing flavor. Now, I know you girls both had your little heads. And girl, to take it. <laughs> we'll fight for it. Yeah, no, no. So I have to tell you, because like I said it here, I am a major sugar addict. And one of my favorite articles I ever wrote was one girl's cupcake is another girl's crack cocaine. <laughs> And so, and I really would go into detail about like my love of cake and the particular bakery in the Boston area area called Party Favors for all of you who are listening. I would literally like dream about this cake. Like my birthday was about the cake. Any party I was going to, it was all about the cake. And so I understand really being a sugar lover. But when I stopped eating sugar, I no longer crave the cake. I didn't get anxiety about wanting the cake. And it was just a no brainer. So for me, and I think for many, many people out there that I talk to, it is an addictive thing. It's a real addiction in our body. And it's hard to just see a little bit of it. Yeah. So I agree with both of you guys. I think that this is, we're talking about where the cravings come from, you know, and it's on a deep energetic level. It's on a chemical level um, with, with the addiction. So that's cravings. But the way I'm understanding willpower is the opposing force to cravings. So it's our body saying, give me the donut, or it's our body saying like, ah, oh, I just want to lie on the couch and do nothing right now. You know, like I have a craving to like, Nah, just watch some Netflix, you know, whatever the craving is. And our willpower is the, the other voice in our head that's like, no, pay the bills. Like, get, you know, get out your checkbook and do the bills. Or no, Michelle, you know, don't eat that donut. Or, you know, it's like the, the nagging, you know, voice in your head that's trying to oppose those very real cravings. And that is the force that some people seem to have plenty of, you know, some yes. people are able to really regulate themselves and other people's have like zip zero, none of it. So I wonder if there's an inborn 
inherent amount of willpower that we each have. And then on top of that, our energy levels and our stress can lower our ability to have willpower. Yes, I agree. And so let's, you know, yeah, yeah, totally. So like, like from what I've, I've learned with TCM and energetic medicine and all that, um, each of our organs have a personality and the courage and will lives in the kidneys. So when the kidneys are deficient or tired, the will and the courage is lower. And then when the kidneys are strong and healthy, which, and by the way, that strength is passed down in, you know, like um, from your parents, your kidney strength is passed down from your parents. It's, it's the lineage, right? So some people are naturally born with a really strong courage and will and rah, and they could do anything. And then some people are born and they're like, Okay, I'm just going to stay right here on the couch. So uh, <laughs> so I'll give you one example of people that have very strong kidney energy. Um, if you think about firemen, right, somebody who, who goes to be a fireman, uh, they are the only creature in the world, and I'll call a human being a creature just like any other creature, the only creature in the world that runs to fire into a burning building that takes a tremendous amount of will because every single part of your body is going, get, go. You look at any creature on the planet and they are running from fire. The fireman says, okay, we're going into what everybody else is running away from and we're going to go in there. And that is a strength that, that, that comes from the kidney energy. Uh, Lisa, you're going to say something. Well, you know, I look at it from a, a mindset perspective, and I think that it's quite like resiliency. It's something the more you use it and develop it, you can start flexing that muscle. So if you start off testing yourself, and I was so proud of myself this morning, I, I ran out to do my workout and this new nut store opened right near the gym. It's called Pistachi Nuts, and they have like the best nuts anywhere. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I'm going to go grab their hazelnuts because I love their hazelnuts. And so I got in just as they're opening. I'm like, let me have those hazelnuts. And I'm like, I'm not going to eat them. I'm not going to eat them until later. And then, of course, I'm like, I really want to eat one. I really want to eat one now. You know, and I start going through this mental dialogue in my head. And then I said to myself, no, it's morning. You have willpower. And I didn't. <laughs> and, I was like, and I literally had that conversation with myself. And I know that if the day had gone on later, I probably wouldn't have. But the question is, is that because I don't believe that I could? So to your point, you know, are we conditioning ourselves to think we don't have it when the more we test ourselves and do use it, maybe that will strengthen that muscle? That's interesting. Does your honey bunny know that you're running out and grabbing nuts all morning long? <laughs> He's out of town. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it okay. You said yeah. nuts and Andrea and I were giggling like Beavis and Butthead over here. <laughs> <laughs> so mine. just to, just to be clear, are these like the kind that are like roasted and sugared and no, no sugar, no, 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 no. I'm not a sugar girl. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, eat the hazelnuts. <laughs> yeah, I eat too many of them. So oh, uh, uh, maybe I'll oh. Bring you guys some. Stuffing them, them in your what? cheeks like squirrels. <laughs> You're gonna know why I can't resist them. Oh, that's funny. Well, you know, like, is it possible that uh, you could give yourself one and know that it's just a hazelnut and then, you know, somehow stop the the insanity around it, which are all the other things. I got to have the more hazelnuts, more hazelnuts. You know, like, <laughs> like, let yourself have it. It's okay to have a hazelnut. It's just a hazelnut. <laughs> that would be a great idea. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I want more. 
So, you know, it's just understanding how you operate and setting strategies around it. You know, so Michelle, yeah. I, I was reading something interesting the other day and I, I'm trying to re- recall it all right now, but it was about this idea that in our society, we have such a fear of lacking or of not having all the things that, you know, to have to have to make this choice between, you know, do I do what is quote unquote the right thing or do I do like, do I satisfy my craving in the short term is, um, I don't know, it's like almost a bit of a, a first world problem, you know, like we kind of feel like we have, like, I want, I want the nuts, I want the donuts, or I want, I want to satisfy my craving right here, right now. I want this show on Netflix. No, I want that show on Netflix. I think it's like something about the culture we live in really perpetuates this like need to satisfy our cravings immediately and is wearing down our ability to utilize willpower. Yeah, that totally makes a lot of sense. Uh, and it's our society. Like we are a consumer driven society. So we're driven to consume and we're, it's everything is set up that way. Consume, 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 consume. And there's no moderation and there's no, um, uh, what? what is it like uh, abstaining, right? It's like anything all the time and go ahead. Well, I think there's another thing going on. Like when we were cavemen, there wasn't food readily available all the time. And our bodies, we see food, we are programmed to want to eat it. So that when in times of lean there, we won't need it. We're storing that extra food. And today you can't walk down the street without seeing 50 amazing things to eat. Our bodies are like, eat it, eat it. We might be going into famine. And so I think our minds are so confused in this day and age about what really do we need? Like we think we're hungry, but we're really not. Right. Well, also we could be really high stressed, right? Because if you're stressed, you're craving for sugar and food is going to go up, right? Uh, Mostly because your body goes, okay, it's going to shut down the digestive system, but you need energy to get going and to get running. So I got to get this. I got to go. I got to go. So if you're, if you're in a state of deficiency, you're going to crave something. Um, And if you're not in a state of deficiency, then you just won't be able to digest. So interesting. The article was also talking about um, discipline, tiny, like practicing tiny disciplines. Cause I think we really do lack this discipline. Like we're talking about this ability to just say, no, thank you. Not right now. Or, Oh, maybe I'll buy that next month instead of Amazon priming it right this very second <laughs> today. Right? today. Order it now you'll get it at the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Exactly. I mean, those little drones will come and drop it right outside your window, you know? And it's uh, we have, I think we really need to well, I do it all the time with my kids, right? We're in the store, mommy, can I have that? No. Not because I'm a mean mom, but I need to teach them discipline. It's like You don't just get what you want when you want it. I ran a no shopping challenge for a week in my Facebook group. It was so hard. Like mm. literally, you were allowed to put things in your shopping cart on Amazon, but you weren't allowed to hit purchase. <laughs> And it was like, (laughs) really, really amazing exercise. I urge you all to try it, even just for a week. It was really amazingly tough. I bet. Then what did you do at the end of that? You just like hit buy everything right now (laughs) on the Amazon cart? Well, I think there was a lot of discussion about how much we're buying that we really need, you know, this consumerism and getting into a more of a minimalistic state. And it really made us all challenge why we were buying things and what we were going to do going forward. That's very smart. 
and I want to say that happens inside the wellness space as much as it happens anywhere else, because my husband will call me on it. He's like, how much are you spending on the supplements? Or I'll be like, oh, but I just want to make an order from, you know, Mountain Rose Herbs because I love their teas. And if I'm going to order, I might as well order a lot. And, you know, like even within like, quote, healthy purchases, the same thing applies with the consumerism. So true. So, so true. Uh, I want to just tell you about our upcoming guest who we're going to be chatting with today because I am so excited. We have JJ Virgin in the house. Uh, for those of you who don't know JJ, she's a celebrity nutrition and fitness expert who helps clients lose weight fast by breaking free from food intolerance and crushing their sugar cravings. She is the author of four New York Times bestsellers, The Sugar Impact Diet, JJ Virgin Sugar Impact Diet Cookbook, The Virgin Diet, and The Virgin Diet Cookbook. She's also the author of Miracle Mindset, which is a great read, and it's all about the power of determination and resilience. JJ is a popular guest on TV, radio, magazines, and she has an amazing podcast herself, which I'm a huge fan of. So I had the pleasure of interviewing JJ last year, and I can't tell you how many wisdom nuggets she shared with me that I still think about. So you're going to want to listen very closely today. I also got to hang out with JJ at her Mindshare conference last August in San Diego. And I can tell you that not only is she brilliant, inspirational, and gorgeous, but she knows how to throw a damn good party as well. That's my kind of gal. Yeah. So with chocolate cake or with hazelnuts? What, what kind of party <laughs> is this? so healthy. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. So you can learn more at jjvirgin.com. And stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. We'll talk more about why willpower may not get you where you want to go. Stay tuned. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. 
That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Welcome back to Healthy View Radio, the show that helps you relax a little about food and health, but at the same time, gain motivation and willpower. So it's kind of ironic. And if you want to know how we do it, you'll just have to stick around and see for yourself. Today's guest is JJ Virgin. We're going to be bringing her on in just a moment to talk about this idea of willpower and how it relates to weight loss or not. I mean, we'll definitely be bringing her on, but it may not relate to to weight loss. But before we do that, I want to thank our sponsor, Four Sigmatic. I've been enjoying their decaf mushroom coffee a lot lately, and you can snag some at foursigmatic.com slash HVR to save 15% on all of their mushroom superfood drinks. Okay. JJ Virgin is a four-time New York Times bestselling author who helps women lose weight by breaking free from food intolerances and sugar cravings. Hello, JJ. Welcome to the show. Hey, good to be here. We're so psyched to have you. And I know a lot of our listeners are probably familiar with your work, but we want to get to know the real you. So I have a couple questions starting with, what did you have for breakfast this morning? I had what I always have. I'm super predictable with this. Even when I travel every single morning, I have a smoothie. And is it the same smoothie every time? No, I, that's where I get a little wild and I mix things <laughs> up. So uh, I use, um, I have two different protein powders that I, I manufacture. One's concentrated bone broth, one's a, a vegan one. So I mix those together. Today I did it with a little avocado and a little bit of uh, dark cherries and uh, vanilla protein powder and some extra fiber. But I mix it up all the time, always trying new stuff. Well, you're just going crazy with that. Good for you. And I, aside from the smoothies <laughs> and the powders, what is one other thing that you do every day, something that has the greatest impact on your life? So it's something else that I've been doing for years and years and years too. And uh, it's funny because I've messed around with different things, but this works the best for me because it's kind of being mindful, but actively being mindful. And that is to journal. I'm looking at my journal right now. It's sitting right here on my desk. So every morning I open it up and I write down what I'm grateful for, at least three things. And I write down my my big, and it's funny, I just came back from Tony Robbins, so I never called them. I'm not calling my goals anymore. I'm calling them my outcomes because uh, outcomes mean they're happy. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved that. I'm like, oh, that's good. So write down those big outcomes. And uh, then just sometimes I'll let it free fall and just kind of blurt out a bunch of stuff on the page and get it out. I'm always curious about this. What do you do with the old journals? Do you keep them in a you know, lockbox somewhere? So this is very interesting. I have a different philosophy, and it's I have a girlfriend, uh, one of my best friends, Lisa Sasvich, and she actually has these journals. We got together, and she was going through them all. And I go, that is so cool. But I don't like to look backwards. So literally, I fill up a journal, and I throw it out. Oh, yeah. That's another that way to do it. Oh, you burn it. Burn it in the fire. I want uh, someone but, to find them. You know, I just figure it's like I'm, I'm always moving forward, right? Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. All right. See, we're learning things here, people. I have one last personal question before we dive in. What is your biggest guilty pleasure? Um, It is reading trash novels. Ah! 
<laughs> I love like really like I get obsessed with it. My <laughs> husband bought me a um a new Kindle for Christmas. I was reading off another one, and it's like, and now he's like night in bed because I'm obsessively reading. He's like, come on, you know. But uh, I I love reading. Love it. Trashy novels for the win. All right. Well, yeah, today I read the good ones too. I read I read important things too. But boy, do I love trashy novels. <laughs> good mix of both. There. <laughs> So today on the show, we're exploring this idea of willpower and how it relates potentially to weight loss. And I would say most women, most men too, uh, beat themselves up for not having enough willpower in the face of temptation. What would you have to say about that? Um, I don't believe in willpower. I think willpower is a myth. If we had willpower, we as a people group wouldn't be here. We are hardwired to when we see sugar gorge on it so that we can survive the famine. So to me, bringing the enemy into the house, the things that you know are your triggers, and expecting your, your other self to handle that at 11 o'clock at night is just being, you know, mean. Hmm. Irresponsible. Irresponsible. <laughs> like, so, so I know for me, um, I will lose it on crunchy, salty things, and like cheesecake. I know my things. I would never bring that into the house. I know, I know what I would do. Like, it, and it wouldn't be me. It's the other person inside me. It's really not me that would creep out into the kitchen and get those things at night. So why make it hard on yourself? What was the name of that movie with Sally Field where she played the girl that had like 17 different personalities? Mm-hmm. Get that well, sibling. <laughs> yeah, so you got your own little uh, uh, cheesecake sibling in there, right? Do, you know, I'm always highly <laughs> suspicious of the person who said they forgot to eat. I'm like, I don't, I've never forgotten to eat in my life, ever, never. <laughs> like, that, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know? So, That's and I'm funny. sure I'm, I'm more of the norm. So, you know, like, why not set yourself up for success? Agreed. Now, I just want to back up a second. You said willpower doesn't exist. What about in other areas of life, like uh, the willpower to get to the gym or the willpower to sit down and take care of your financials? So, again, I think with all of these, and I've really looked at this, and this year, what I've put into place and I've been doing weekly Facebook Lives about is habit hacking. Because here's what I see every single year, myself included. And so what I used to do every single year um, December, end of December, get super fired up. And I go, okay, this year I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to stop drinking so much coffee and I'm going to stop swearing. Okay. So we get to like January 3rd. I'm like, F it. I'm not doing that effing yoga (laughs) as I'm swirling down some coffee. I'm like this though. Okay. You know, (laughs) but I like cook on three things at once. So what I teach people to do now is let's write a whole list of habits that really make a difference. Cause when you come down to it, it's really about five things that are going to really make a difference in life. Right. Mm-hmm. And then let's just take one at a time. Last year, I, I'm a newlywed. And last year I realized my husband and I gotten into a really bad habit where, you know, every night we'd sit down and drink a bottle of wine. And what's interesting with when you drink a bottle of wine every night is that the wine glasses apparently shrink. Yes, the wine it's box. true. That is a and true, true thing. It's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing, right? Truth. So, uh, like, all of a sudden you're going, well, shoot, you know, where did the wine go? So, and you just start drinking more and more. And I go, we, we stopped drinking for a couple of days. I go, gosh, I have so much more energy. Wow, this is really quite amazing, you know? And 
over the course of a month, drop five pounds, feel better. And I went, wow. So, and if I thought about, you know, I'm not going to have wine except for when I'm out at a, a dinner party or one of my parties, which I always have dry <laughs> farm wine. Shout out to my buddies there. I'm not yeah. going to have wine. Um, I'm going to start making sure I do my burst training. Like, you know, every morning I'll do that. If I started all that stuff at once, I would have done nothing. But if we just pick one thing at a time, like this year is, and, and last year I had a big, huge financial goal of really focusing on money. And I, and I broke it down into simple steps because all that I did last year was overwhelm myself and freak out. <laughs> so instead of that, I looked at it and went, all right, what's the first thing that I need to do here? And then what's the second thing? What's the third thing? And so I think if we break these into action steps and give ourselves accountability partners, my favorite thing to do with all of this is to hire a coach. I hired a coach for my financial world because I knew that if I had someone kind of breathing down my <laughs> breathing down my neck, I would do it. So that's it. <laughs> that's my secret to success. Hire coaches in the areas you need to improve in and have an accountability partner. Oh, well, now you're speaking our language yeah. over here. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're a bunch of fire-breathing dragons. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I mean, it's so easy to say, "Okay, I'm going to do this," but it's like, well, it's too big and amorphous. You won't do anything. And I mean, you look at weight loss, and weight loss is the biggest amorphous thing ever. You know, I mean, it's not about eating less and exercising more, as we all know, unless you're still insane enough to believe that that actually works. But anyone who's tried that one <laughs> knows that's a setup to fail. So how do you break that down into steps that really make a difference and realize it's not about losing five pounds this week. It's about, you know, the shifts you make over time so that you don't have weight loss as a hobby. Oh, I like that. And that leads me right into my next question, because you know, aside from the idea of willpower, whether we have it or we don't or whatever, what is required for weight loss? Well, I used to teach this course to doctors called Overcoming Weight Loss Resistance. It started as a two-day course, and then I noticed that doctors were coming back to it. Like, they're like, this is the fifth time. I'm like, clearly, this is complicated. But there's some simple things that you can do to get started. And the simplest thing you always want to do if this is one of your goals is to first get super clear on why the heck it's important to you and really anchor that, um, you know, so and get real clarity on it. Can't just because I want to be healthier. No, it needs to be something so darn clear that it is, you know, a matter of life and death for you. Then you change what's at the end of your fork. That's the single biggest needle mover for weight loss is going to be what you eat. And then you'll have to look at, do I have thyroid issues and adrenal issues and toxicity and gut microbiome and what's going on with my genetics and my sex hormones and insulin. So there's all of those things, but I always start with the big why is the driver and then changing what's at the end of your fork and really dialing the diet that's best for you. And you know, there's, gosh, the wars between nutritionists make me crazy, uh, you know, and, and Lisa, you've seen them in our own mindshare community. I'm like, what if we were all right, guys? What if everybody's right? Because <laughs> is there is no one diet. You know, you can, you can make a junk food vegan diet. You can make a junk food paleo diet. And there's some basic premises that, that are absolute truth that we know, like unprocessing your diet. And the rest of them really are going to depend a lot on where someone is in their life cycle, what's going on with them disease-wise, what do they like to do lifestyle-wise. And, you know, that is different for everybody. 
so these people beating their chest over paleo versus vegan and, you know, I, it just makes me crazy. Like I want to put yeah. them all in a room together with like spray paint. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times the vegans will turn paleo and then the paleo will go vegan. <laughs> That's really funny. So, you know, we named this episode um, Willpower Weight and Why It's Not Your Fault. And I heard, JJ, I heard you say a few reasons why it's not our fault. Like, for example, it's not about calories in and calories out, which we've been certainly led to believe. I heard you mention thyroid, gut microbiome. You want to, can you just say a little bit more about that idea of it not being our fault? Well, it is and it isn't our fault. Ah. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is if you go back thousands of years, what happened? We didn't have lights and we didn't have like food at the ready. We didn't have refrigerators, right? And we didn't have Amazon fresh delivering. So we didn't have all this processed food. And so basically during the summer, you would have access to a bunch of fruit so that you could gorge. Fructose is very easily stored as fat so that you could get the fat to get through the winter when you didn't have access to these things. If you happen to find some honey, cool, gorge on it to store some fat because you can store unlimited amounts of fat to help you get through the famines. And our bodies are able to live on fat, to live on protein, to live on water. They're not, they're not set up. They can live without carbohydrates, but they cannot live without protein, fat, and, and water, right? We know that. And we have processes so that if we don't have access to carbs, say it's the winter, we can then rely on ketones. So your body is super smart with all these things. Um, and I don't remember what the question is. I went off on a rant. Was it about calories? Oh, I just wanted to bring it back to why weight loss is not not our fault. It's not um, oh, something oh, that we're oh. doing wrong. So, so it's not our fault because um, we are really hardwired to store fat. It is, and and there's so much misinformation out there about all this that people just get duped. But it is our fault when we start to know this stuff and then just do a lay down. So I look at this now and I go, all right, make the decision that you want to make the change. Find the information out there, get the science, and then start making those shifts. I feel like for so many of us, we've been so duped by misinformation out there. I mean, my gosh, look at the cereal boxes that have an American Heart Association stamp of approval on them. This is insanity right? It's just ridiculous. Look at these things that say no sugar added and have like apple juice concentrate in them. That's worse for you than high fructose corn syrup. It's crazy. So in that way, you know, it's not, it's not our fault. And we really are set up with the way things are now to be fat stores, especially women. We're fat stores by nature. But once you have that information, if you act on it, it's powerful and you can do something about it. So one thing I'm seeing a lot of confusion around, I think people are finally understanding that the calorie in, calorie out is not the way to go. But the whole issue, issue of portion control, portion size is still really confusing because I'm seeing many women who are educating themselves, they are eating healthy and the pounds aren't coming off. And they all say the same thing, oh, I eat too much. And so where does portion control fit into this whole picture? Well, you know, here's part of the problem, too. You could be eating perfectly and exercising, which exercise doesn't really do much for weight loss. What it does is change you from being a skinny fat to lean and mean, and it helps boost your metabolism over time and make sure you don't regain the weight. Plus, it gives you a great brain. It's the single biggest thing you can do to help keep your brain intact. Um, 
But the deal is we could be doing everything right, but let's say you're not sleeping well. Let's say you're eating well, you're exercising, but you're short, short-changing yourself on sleep four to five hours a night. You're at risk for obesity there. Mm-hmm. So that's why we have to step away from calories because it's really, the issue is your body is not a bank account. It is a chemistry lab. I've been saying this for years and everyone looked at me like I was a lunatic. I kept saying it is not about the calories. Sure, calories count, but where they come from counts more. And there are things that you're doing with that don't have calories, whether it's artificial sweeteners or screwing up your sleep or being stressed out that can make you gain weight without changing anything. If you follow the same diet, but you start shortcutting your sleep, you will gain weight because when you don't sleep well, you raise stress hormones, you become more insulin resistant, you get hungrier, by the way, because ghrelin's elevated, you make your gut more leaky, you crave more sugar because you lower serotonin. And even if you didn't eat more, just the fact that you're more insulin resistant will cause weight gain. So all of these things matter, right? It's not just about the calories. And if someone is, I always have them start with diet first. And making sure that they really optimize protein for them, that they figure out their hidden food intolerances so that, you know, I find so many people are really inflamed and gaining weight because they're eating foods that don't work for them due to leaky gut. So things like gluten and dairy and corn and soy and eggs and peanuts. They've got to lower their sugar impact because if you're eating a a high sugar diet, which sugar sneaks into everything, everywhere, it's ridiculous. Marinara sauce, a lot of them have more sugar than Oreo cookies. So you've got to lower your sugar impact. You've got to make sure that you're getting um, good healthy fats in, you're eating fiber, you've got your blood sugar balance. Oh my gosh, we have so much to learn from you, JJ. I'm sorry to cut Uh you off, but we have to wrap up. So can you tell us where our listeners can go to learn more about you and your books? (laughs) Yes. Actually, what you can do, all that stuff I just did, I put together in a free challenge because I don't want anyone to feel like they can't do what they need to do. Um, So it's jjvirgin.com forward slash challenge. Excellent. Thank you so much. So everybody, JJ Virgin is a perfect example of someone who has taken her passion and turned it into her life's work. And that is so important to feel like you have purpose. That's part of good health. If I had stayed in advertising 10 years ago, I'd probably be dead by now. So when we come back after the break, we're going to be talking with Aileen Axmeyer, who uses a holistic approach to help you find a job you love. She'll be here when we get back after these messages. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Do you ever have an off day? 
Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighouse with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Welcome back to the most awesome weekly radio show in the history of everything. That's right. You're listening to Healthy View Radio. Today, we've been talking about willpower and what drives us to do the things that we do. And we have someone that's driven today. I mean, she didn't drive to the radio show, but she's here with us. We'd like to introduce you to an exciting up-and-coming talent in the health and wellness field. And today, we have Aileen Axtemeyer. Aileen is a career coach with over 10 years of experience helping thousands of people find work that they love. Over the years, she noticed that one of the most common barriers her clients experience in achieving happiness in their careers and success in their job search is the struggle to manage their stress and energy levels. In her work, she helps helps exhausted professionals (laughs) restore their energy (laughs) so they can feel their best and do more of what they love. She believes that happiness in our careers can make us healthier, and being healthier can enable us to thrive in our drive in our jobs. Uh, so welcome to the show, Aileen. How did, uh, how did you get into the field of health coaching? What drove, I mean, career coaching, what drove you to it? Sure. Great question. Thanks again for having me. So I actually studied to be an elementary school teacher back when I went to Villanova for college. So spent all the money, time, energy for four years thinking I was going to be an elementary school teacher. And then something in my gut just said this was not the right fit. So after kind of playing the denial game for a while, I actually went and saw a career coach myself. And through working with him and really getting clear on what my values, my interests, my personality, and my skills were, I actually found that career coaching was a better path for me. It still would enable me to help people and to teach people. And so I've been doing that now for 10 years after getting my master's. And I incorporate a holistic perspective because Our work lives don't happen in a vacuum, right? So whether we love our jobs or not, it has an impact on our health and wellness. That's the truth, sister. And it's interesting that you (laughs) said that you hired a career coach and then you found your path because JJ was just talking about when she has something that she knows that she needs to do, she hires a coach, which is very smart. Uh, So, uh, you know, I'm happy that you found your career coach and now you are a career coach. You're going to bring so many people so much joy. Um, So can you tell us what do career and health and wellness have to do with each other? Sure. So I think these areas are so connected. So some people get a little confused about what holistic career coaching is. But to me, I think these areas just are completely intertwined. So 
first and foremost, we spend so much of our time and our lives at work, right? If we're thinking about the traditional person, nine to five, Monday through Friday, for about 30 years, that's a good chunk of change when we think about our lifespan. And if we're not doing things that light us up, we're not enjoying and really thriving in our work, that has an impact on our health. So it can lead to that chronic stress, anxiety, lack of sleep. It can impact our relationships and so many other things. And then it works the other way around too. So if we're eating foods we're intolerant of or not sleeping for other reasons, any of those things that impact our ability to feel energetic, feel vibrant and alive, then that impacts our performance on the job as well. So I really think that it depends on the person's situation, what you focus on first, but there's such a symbiotic relationship there. Yeah, I agree. And what do you see like in your, um, in your coaching with people, what do you see as the common roadblocks that interfere with people being happy in their work? Great question. Um, it really depends person to person. It, it can be pretty situational. The reason most people come to me is, and the reason I think many people end up getting stuck or feeling in a rut in their careers is because there's not, you know, we have our annual checkup, like with our phys- physician or our financial advisor, but we don't often have this kind of annual career checkup or check in with ourselves. We might have performance reviews, but let's be honest, most people just you know, remember those when their supervisors let them know and then they look up what their goals were and then they write some things down. So we don't stop and reflect and really think about, is this work still enjoyable to me or was it ever enjoyable? And if, if it's not, what do I do to make a change? And, and even when people get there, they get completely overwhelmed or really terrified for lack of better phrasing about making that change. So they just don't have the information or they're afraid that whatever they go into next will still not feel in alignment. So that's the common kind of barrier or roadblock to people really making a change and taking action in this space. And that's one of the reasons I really love helping people is you can move and create a concrete structure and a plan to go from that fear and overwhelm to move forward and actually feel excited about what you're doing on a daily basis. Yeah. And that's so important because like you said earlier, you said, you know, people are working nine to five for 30 years. Let me tell you in this modern day, they're not working nine to five. They're working eight to six, eight to seven, mm-hmm. 12, you know, 12 hour days. So they, it's really important that what they're doing for the majority of their day, they actually enjoy and they love and they have the energy to do it. So, um, you know, you're helping people and that is amazing. So, how long do you typically work with your clients for? You know, like you help them get cleared, you give them clarity. How, what's, what's the process? Yeah, it really depends. Again, I know it's kind of a funny answer to say it depends. It depends. But everything I do is based on the person that's in front of me and their individual and unique needs. So some people, more of the uh, longer term clients I have are making a huge career change. So This happens a lot, actually. People graduate from college and then they don't know how to find a job, so they take whatever comes their way and they thought, I'll just keep this for a little while and then I'll do what I actually want to do. And then a decade goes by and they wonder what happened. Um, So with those people, Mm. it often takes a bit more time. So an average job search can take about six to eight months, but when you're making a huge pivot, it might take a little bit longer. So For them, that's kind of the structure, and I am a big fan of advocating or empowering, rather, my clients to 
have the tools that they need to move forward instead of relying on me with every step of the process. So it's up to them whether we meet weekly or monthly and where and when they need the support is when I come in. And then for other people making some more minor changes or for those that want to take that more holistic perspective, they may need to address a bit more of their energy, their lifestyle habits and choices so that they can actually put the time and energy that's needed for this work. So I have two other ways that I work with people. I have an online program where people can do things in a self-paced way, but also get one-on-one support from me. And then I also have a six-month coaching program where we meet uh, twice a month to get a little bit more accountability and support throughout the process. Yeah, and I like that you said that you give them the tools that they need to get there on their own. So like you like the mama bird, you feed them the little <laughs> worms of stuff that they need, and then you boop, kick them out of the nest, right? Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what I do. <laughs> uh, do you have an industry specialization, you know, like a specific area that you specialize in? So I actually, I worked at Northeastern University originally where I got my master's and then I went on to Tufts University at the Fletcher School because I wanted to develop more of a specialization. So there I worked with people who were interested in careers in the public sector as well as energy, environment, think tank, and trade jobs. Um, But what I found was that really, whether you're specialized or not, it comes back to the same tools and the same principles, no matter what the person's looking to do. So But each person, it all comes back to helping them get clear on their values, their interests, their personality, their skills. And then based on those, noticing which path will or won't be in alignment and then creating a structured strategy for their job search from there. So I do have those areas that I have previously been specialized in, but I work with people of all ages, all backgrounds. Oh, I know. It's kind of like whether somebody wants to lose weight or heal their thyroid condition or whatever their health issue is, we always say, well, it starts with eating real food and getting rid of the processed stuff. So it doesn't, yeah. specialization isn't always entirely necessary because the same things are going to get you there. Exactly. And I think it can actually be a hindrance sometimes. So if I was just focusing on careers in you know, technology and you came to me saying, I want a career in technology, but it's just because you Googled, hey, what jobs are growing right now, um, or your parents told you, or your friends told you this would be a great path, then you're going to continue, continue that same process of feeling dissatisfied in your work because you're not actually checking in with what you need and what you will be excited about. So on that vein, right, to check in with what you need. So like, what would you suggest to our viewers and our listeners who are possibly thinking about a career change? Like what, if you could give us the top three things that you would recommend that they check in with, what would it be? Sure. So good question. So that's I why they pay me the big bucks. Foremost, <laughs> I would say find, there's this concept of flow. I'm not sure if if any of you have heard this before, there's a good New York Times article that kind of talks about the incalculable value of finding work you love and it, and it touches on flow. But you want to look at what activities you do in any given day or that you can remember doing if you're not doing them now where time just completely flies by. You lose track of it. You're just so immersed in what you're doing that it's not even something that's on your radar. So, Look, look at your daily life or reflect back and figure out what those things or that one thing is and follow that path. So if it's not a major part of your life, can you incorporate that into 
personally or professionally, because that is where you're going to find more joy. That's one thing that you can do. The other thing to do is to reflect back on how you got where you are. So, you know, it might be if you've been in a position for only a year, what was the driver behind that decision or behind that change? And where is the source of dissatisfaction coming from? Is it just that annoying coworker? Is it, you know, that you thought the position would be one thing and it's not? Or is there something bigger at play? So try to really sit and reflect and get clear and pinpointed on what those real drivers of stress and frustration are. So I think those are actually the two most important things. And like JJ said, actually, you know, starting with the why, finding the why. So why do you feel the way you feel and why did you end up where you are and how can we use that information to change your path? Well, Aileen, I think that that is fantastic um, guidance for our people. And uh, where can they connect with you and learn more about you and your work? So everything's on my website, which is aspirewithaileen, A-I-L-E-E-N.com. And I have the same handles on Facebook and Instagram. And if people want to connect in person, if they're in the Boston area, I do a lot of events. But no matter where people are, I do webinars as well. I have one coming up on February 13th. That's four essential steps to land work you love. So people can check out the events page on my website for all the information on that. That's awesome. Thank you, Aileen. Thank you so much. Okay, so ladies, we've had a good show today. Willpower and stress and work and and all that good stuff. So what are your ideas about um, what we spoke about today? What, what What do you want to leave our people with? Well, one of my big takeaway, I just love the term habit hacking. Like I thought that was super cool. Is it just a way to approach it? Because I'm all about recognizing your habits and your triggers and all that kind of stuff. And I realized that part of my work that brings me joy is actually eating hazelnuts. (laughs) 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 And that I'm going to like embrace that and just look at joy and look at it as a benefit. My big takeaway from today, it was that you know, not only is it not our fault that we can't lose the weight, you know, for many people because of uh, the calories in, calories out theory, because of this willpower battle that we are fighting, fighting, fighting. But, you know, we didn't even have time to really get into it, but it's the bacteria in our gut. It's the misdiagnosed or poorly treated thyroid conditions. It's uh, obesogens, chemicals in our environment that are causing the body, disrupting the body and causing weight gain. So there's so many factors outside of the calories and, um, I, I really think that the willpower battle has to be put to rest. Yeah, I agree with both you ladies and our two guests as well. Um, it's just, I think that I think that we have to look at ourselves on many levels. You know, on the on the physical level, on the spiritual level, on the work level, on all of these levels to really get clear on, you know, like we don't need to be, you know, crazy. And those cravings and the lack of willpower will just drive us crazy. So, uh, you know, remember, folks, that you could watch us every week live here on HealthyViewRadio.com. That's where you get to see the behind the scenes uh, of what really happens, what goes on when we go to our little commercial breaks. You can watch us recording the show and comment live. We get back to all of your comments because we like you. We really, really like you. And we want you to like us too. So leave a written review at HealthyViewRadio.com forward slash review and let us know how we're doing. We want to hear from you. Do you like our hair? Do you like our woody banter? Do you like our show? So set your reminder for next Thursday, 
you're going to need some willpower to get your butt in the chair watching us and hanging with us next Thursday, <laughs> same time, same place. And we will see you there. You know, um, I think that's all I got for today. What, what do you girls got? Anything left? Any, any willpower? Any vision? <laughs> I'm going to leave you a review, Andrea. I thought that was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. All right, everybody. Have we'll see you time. next time. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Healthy View Radio. Please join Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus again for another fun and insightful edition of our show. We're live again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you soon.